as much as I don't want to talk about it, well, I have to talk about it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Very Cold Lasagna, your place for all those filthy casual takes on the world of sports. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. This is episode number 184 of this icy yet spicy sports podcast. And in this episode, we are fortunately going to be talking about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl 58 that is just wrapped up. I'm actually recording this hours after um, the Super Bowl has just ended. And, well, for all my Niners fans out there um, that are feeling all the motions right now, um, even the, the, well, when I released this episode, the day after, um, if you want to use this as therapy, then sure, come in, sit down, grab some headphones, grab whatever drink um, and whatever food you want to you wanna consume. Let's use this as our therapy session, uh, shall we? Because uh, this was our game. This was certainly our game that we were supposed to have. Um, I ignored all, all the media crap um, all week long. I was, I'll be honest with you. This, I, I, like I said, I thought this was ours. This is ours to have. Um, I tr- I blocked out all the media noise because I wanted to be dialed in and hopefully that this would be our time. I want to ha- us to hashtag finish the story, but maybe that wasn't such the brightest idea. I don't know. Not channel um, the inner Cody Rhodes for as much as I'm not too big of a fan on him. But alas, let's talk about why that ended up not being. So anyway, before we get into it, you know, the shebang, uh, follow me on social media on X and Instagram at very cold lasagna. And if you're all my audio listeners out there, make sure you rate and review the show one to five stars. And you're watching this on YouTube, you know, the whole shebang as well. Like comment, share and subscribe. Uh, it just hurts right now. It really just hurts. It's hours after the game. And even if I recorded this a day after, it would still hurt. It would still really hurt so much. So anyway, this Super Bowl, this Super Bowl um, that happened in Las Vegas, it's the first time that the big game occurred. Uh, it was in Allegiant Stadium, home of the Las Vegas Raiders. I imagine, like I said in my preview, the Raiders were probably pissed off at both of these teams playing inside of their home stadium because obviously the Chiefs are the division rival, the AFC West division rivals, to the Raiders, who didn't even make the playoffs. And for the 49ers, uh, they were the the Raiders' old Bay Area rival, the former Bay Area rival of the Raiders um, when they were in Oakland. Now they're in Las Vegas, so um, the rivalry is not so much there anymore. So anyway, this is a rematch of their Super Bowl 54 um, uh, game that happened four years prior. The Chiefs won that one 31-20. They overcame a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Um, down in Miami, Mahomes won the Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl MVP of that matchup. That was the their first of two Super Bowl uh, trophies that they won. Uh, they would win up to this point. And going into this game, you know, in the four year span that they they had been since that time, uh, they have changed uh, a little bit of a good amount. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he's still there, and all, but the offense that he he possessed since then, a little less dynamic. Sure, Travis Kelsey is still there, but gone is that down three, downfield threat that is Tyree Kill. So he has to work with a bunch of receivers that he can't really consider a true number one receiver. So they were a little bit more safe 
yet they possessed a better defense. And hell, it got them some success. They won the Super Bowl last year um, in Arizona against Philadelphia, and now here they are trying to go for that back-to-back. Meanwhile, for my San Francisco 49ers, um, going into this Super Bowl, they had a new quarterback under center. It's no longer Jimmy Garoppolo. It's a second-year quarterback, and the so-called Mr. Irrelevant of the 2022 NFL Draft, Brock Purdy, would become a relevation for the offense, unlocking uh, a variety of weapons like Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Um, they were all ready to explode um, before, uh, once he came along, and certainly he did. Um, there was a lot of unleft potential in that NFC title game in Philadelphia, and then one, one full season later, here they are in the Super Bowl. So the Chiefs were, like I said, entering this game as the reigning, defending, undisputed champions, looking to repeat for the first time since the 2003-04 New England Patriots did it. And then for my 49ers, they were looking to finally get that elusive number six, you know, that so-called quest for six that everyone keeps talking about. Yeah, they were finally looking to finish that story um, and get that sixth Super Bowl title that that been in their grasp that yet keeps eluding them since 1995 or 1994 excuse me um when they beat the san diego chargers and also get some much needed redemption um from that super bowl in miami that they lost to kansas city in and well in this game going into starting with this game um in las vegas against the chiefs in this rematch they got off to a good start um, you know, they got the ball first. Um, Christian McCaffrey off to a great start on San Francisco's opening possession. Um, you know, dominating in the trenches. But unfortunately, he had the ball punched out um, by linebacker Leo Chanel. Didn't even know his name until, well, he gave us a, a good education on that. So he had the ball punched out. Uh, the Niners were in good scoring position. But unfortunately, um, a very early turnover um, for Kansas City um, inside the Chiefs 30. So... A prime scoring opportunity for San Francisco. Gone like that. Um, but it didn't cost them too much because the Niners defense also started off very strong. Forcing a quick punt on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So, no harm, no foul. But uh, that was a good scoring opportunity for San Francisco. That that just whiffed away like that. Um, and then, you know, the first quarter was pretty much a, a slugfest between the defenses because... Um, both teams neutralized each other um, on offense until there was very late in the first quarter. Brock Purdy in the offense started advancing the uh, the ball towards a scoring position um, in the, inside the Kansas City red zone um, going into the second quarter. Uh, but all they could muster um, was a long 55-yard field goal from, of all people, Jake Moody, who I've had my issues with. Many people have had their issues with in the San Francisco um, faithful. But hey, he at least made it to put his team up three to nothing. So he at least made the big kick that mattered um, very early on, shook off those nerves, and good for him. Good for him. Uh, meanwhile, the Chiefs, they got their best chance on offense. Uh, finally, after cracking the code, um, after a first quarter of struggles, uh, Mahomes deep-balled one to McCole Hardman, even though he had safeties to Sean Gibson and Jair Brown in coverage. Um, you know, a place where they sorely missed Talano Hufunga at safety. However, um, on one play later, they had uh, running back Isaiah Pacheco um, had the ball stripped away from him by corner Diamador Lenore. Javon Hargrave, the defensive lineman, recovered it. 
Um, so pretty much they traded away. They traded uh, strip sack, uh, strip fumbles on each other. So the Niners repaid the the depth that the Chiefs gave them earlier. But unfortunately, the Niners offense they couldn't take advantage of it. So essentially, that's a turnover um, that they just couldn't take advantage of because the Chiefs defense were right on their tails. But as the Niners were ready to get take uh, take the field again, there was something to monitor. There's something to seriously monitor um, on that on that defense because you notice something when they cut back to commercial. Um, Jim Nance, Tony Romer were pointing it out. Uh, Dre Greenlaw hurt his leg while preparing to get back on the field. Uh, he was jumping around, and then all of a sudden when he was uh, ready to run back on the field, he 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 had that like Kevin Durant kind of injury and he he jumped down or he he rolled onto the floor and then he's holding his he's holding his calf his lower leg and that was bad that was very bad and it led to a lot of concern the players were around uh around him during uh, the commercial break and Dre Greenwall is on the sideline and then you see the cameras cut. Oh, there's a cart. And that was pretty bad too. So they later ruled it a lower leg injury. And then they later ruled it an Achilles injury. Just great. Just great. And my thought process was, you know, as I'm sitting there trying to be calm, cool, collected, trying to take this game in. And just thinking, God, no, please don't let it be an Achilles. Just hopefully it's just a cramp. But then, nope. Um, Ab Schefter on Twitter and Evan Washburn saying, nope, it's an Achilles. Um, and I'm just like, fuck. Yep. He's not coming back for, um, for this game. Not for a while either. So that could be a big blow to their defense, um, when it comes to nut busting time and eventually down to the later stages of this game. And I'm just like, oh, great. Great. Just what we needed. So, uh, they got, at least the defense, you know, is still holding its own, you know, despite uh, not having uh, Drake Greenlaw there, um, at least right uh, right at that point. And then, you know, you have the running back tandem of Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell getting San Francisco back in scoring position. Uh, position. Um, and then they got a little tricky. They got a little tricky. Kyle Shanahan, uh, the head coach, dialed up a trick play for Brock Purdy and Juwan, Jen Juwan Jennings. Um, Purdy threw it to Juwan and... Juwan looked like he was going to throw it, um, but he saw some chief players coming towards him, and he decided to throw it back to Christian McCaffrey. Um, and it looked like it was going to be a busted trick play, but no. McCaffrey pushed through some open open holes, and then right then and there, touchdown, 10 to nothing, uh, with less than five minutes to go in the first half. And, all right, it, it seems like we're going somewhere. Like, great. <laughs> finally, the offense finally woke up. And then Mahomes in the offense, though, meanwhile, they got back into near touchdown range, but once again, um, that defense of San Francisco still holding its own, um, despite you know the deep, um, the back end allowing Mahomes in the offense marching down to the uh, to near the end zone. But Eric Armstead sacked Mahomes on on third down and forcing Harrison Butker um, to make it a 10-3 game heading to halftime. So you know the Niners defense for as cold as ice as the San Francisco offense was. They dominated the trenches in the first half. They pressured Mahomes up the butt, um, and outside of a few big downfield passes, 
the, the front four really kept him in check. They really kept him within the pocket. And even if he went outside the pocket, they didn't let him run um, out um, outside the, the beyond the line of scrimmage. They kept him like um, within within the east and within the west side of the pocket. So didn't give give him an inch to go past that line of scrimmage. So that that defensive front did a really good n- a number on the Chiefs' offensive line and on Mahomes. But like I said, losing Dre Greenlaw to a freak Achilles. Achilles injury was going to potentially bring some issues if the Chiefs were able to adjust to it in the second half. And this, like I said, despite that dominance of the defense, that that offense of the 49ers took a long while to click until that touchdown drive in the second quarter. And yes, Brock Purdy made some uh, some good good plays in that. Um, but they could have been up more if that if that fumble didn't happen. If that fumble on that opening drive didn't happen. But, of course, the Chiefs did have their moments, so give them that. So, for either team to win that game at that point, in the sec- um, going into the second half, for the Chiefs to win this game, the offensive line need to give Mahomes time to throw in order for him to get the ball to Travis Kelsey. And, of course, there are other receivers as well because, you know, they were doing okay for the most part. But you haven't heard uh, a particular name by the name of Travis Kelsey. And then, of course, there's also Rashi Rice. Um, the emerging rookie receiver, and then for the 49ers to close out this game um, in the second half, you needed Brock Purdy and the entire offense um, that needed to heat up because all you were getting at that point was um, Jawan Jennings throwing a trick uh, trick pass to uh, Christian McCaffrey, and McCaffrey he had he had his good runs here and there, but it's just like you needed just about everybody to lock in, dial in. And really be that offense that was that was red hot, that could score on you in a hurry, um, in for a good amount of the season, including that key NFC title game against the Lions. He needed George Kittle to wake up, Ayuk to wake up, and Debo Samuel to wake up, his big top stars. So if the Niners are gonna win this game and finally get that sixth Lombardi, then they need they need their stars to come out and play. So now we get into the halftime show uh, with R&B pop star Usher. So this, this was not really too fancy. I mean, and let's be honest here. Um, I think I feel like it, it was it was all right. Uh, it was all right. I mean, Usher is not everyone's cup of tea. Um, but I was saying, you know, I, like I said in my my Super Bowl uh, preview, I I listened to uh, some Usher back in the back in the day when I was a when I was in a little middle school and high school, um, when he brought up and Usher, you know, he, he brought up the classics. Like, um, I didn't expect him to, I, I really did not expect him to, uh, bring out like confessions. <laughs> I didn't br- expect him to bring out uh, that song because that was like, a uh, kind of sexual song. And cause, and keep in mind, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't look at the Nickelodeon broadcast either. Uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't watch the Nickelodeon broadcast. I didn't even check on that. But I wonder what they were playing at halftime, because there's no way, <laughs> there was absolutely no way, um, Nickelodeon was gonna broadcast. Uh, I don't think they did. They were gonna broadcast a lot of suggestive songs, <laughs> like even though they Usher didn't like uh, say any sexual uh, explicit words um, in his ha- in any of his songs. But it's just like, are we sure we can? Like, is Nickelodeon really sure? 
<laughs> they could uh, broadcast this halftime show with the kids on a, a network that has SpongeBob um, and the Loud House and whatever. <laughs> so he he brought up the the classic hits like Confessions, Let It Burn, and of course he had Yeah, and then Oh my God, it's so in love. Yeah, OMG. Of course I can't sing for shit. But anyway, yeah, I mean it, it is a. It was a fancy, but it was also a simple, uh, yeah, kind of effective halftime show. Sure, people say, oh, it doesn't have like the the crazy stunts that uh, Kate, the likes of Katy Perry, Lady, was it Lady Gaga, um, that one year, um, Super Bowl Fifty One, or like Prince, Michael Jackson, but hey, Usher also brought it too. I mean, he brought it. I think I didn't expect like certain classic, uh, classic songs from him, but eh, I mean. Not too bad. It was not too bad. It was. I thought it was all right. So now we get into the second half of this game. And three plays into the second half, I thought this is where the Niners really should have took advantage of this um, this game because you had a botched toss um, from Mahomes to Isaiah Pacheco because that, co- that cost him a lot of yards. And then Mahomes made a really bad interception to safety Jair Brown. And this is wh- that where I thought the Niners really should have took advantage of that. But unfortunately not. Um... They couldn't muster anything out of it. It's like I was telling, I was screaming at them. I was like, "Do something! Wake up!" They they still weren't doing anything. It's like, gosh, Shannon, what are you dialing up here? You have all these talent uh, around you, around Brock Purdy, and you can't do anything. All you're doing is trying to throw, get the ball, force the ball to Debo Samuel. Um, you're you and like in three consecutive plays, and it's like, hello, you have McCaffrey, you have Ayuk, you have Kittle. Why aren't you dialing anything up for Kittle? It's like, use them. Use them all. And they couldn't muster anything out of that golden opportunity. Perhaps their, their biggest opportunity to, to convert on that turnover. They did, they did it again. After they couldn't, they couldn't convert on the Pacheco fumble. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? You left Mahomes go scot-free with that pick. And yes... They, 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 the defenses managed to go to Punt City on the next two series, but they, the Chiefs got closer and closer to the Niners' lead. Um, the Niners held them to another field goal, 10-6 later on, but by this point, I'm just questioning Kyle and his game plan because where was the running game? Where was the running game? Because um, on the Niners' second series of this third quarter, Purdy was throwing it a lot more. Why are we having him throw, go hero ball here? I mean, yes, I understand that he he can at least throw it downfield more than Jimmy Garoppolo uh, did in the, in that Super Bowl. But it's just like you need to have some, you need to have that balance, that same balance that you did during the regular season and the playoffs. Stop asking your quarterback to have that ninety to ten split. It's like why? Why are we doing this now? And of course, yes, you also have the, the offensive line that I've had my problems with all season long, not being able to hold up. So that forced Purdy to throw some pressure-induced throws, uh, try to avoid the sack, and you know, it's, it's not too bad to always take a sack, Purdy, you know? But anyway, they had the punt, and then the Niners defense continued to dominate um, in the trenches, but this is where the game really started to get interesting for um, both teams because the Niners really made a back-breaking decision. Um, back-breaking mistake on special teams. Um, 
a punt with a little bit over three minutes to go in the game, hit the foot of Daryl Luter Jr., um, the rookie, and the, I think it was like um, Ray Ray McLeod. He told uh, Daryl Luter to get out of the way, get out of the way. I think it was pointing towards him. I thought he should have screamed at him to move, get out of the way. But nope, it hit the foot of Daryl Luter Jr., and that is considered a live ball uh, for whatever God forsaken reason. And Ray McLeod tried to recover, tried to jump on it, but um, instead recovered by the Chiefs and Mahomes instantly cashed in on it with a touchdown to Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And guess what? The Chiefs had a lead 13-10 uh, to 10 with two and a half to go in the third quarter. But at least that woke up the, the, the offense of San Francisco. They entered with the touchdown drive um, that extended into the fourth quarter. Purdy dotted a 10-yarder to Juwan Jennings to uh, get the lead back. Um, but another key mistake by San Francisco, Jake Moody... Uh, got his extra point blocked um, to keep the game at 16-13. to 13. And the replay, sh- I initially thought um, it was a clean block. Like, okay, I'll give them credit for that. But no, Jake Moody just kicked it low. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, like now another reason for uh, us Jake Moody critics to get pissed at him. Like we wasted a third round pick on this guy. I mean, he made he made a good long kick, and now he does this. Great, that's great. And then it became a 16-0 game um, when Mahomes in the offense um, got marching down the field yet again, um, and Travis Kelsey was starting to get more involved into the game because you know eventually, you know, at some point, you weren't going to keep Travis Kelsey down and out even longer, especially now that the Niners were. Um, without Trey Greenlaw um, to neutralize to neutralize him, like all he had was Fred Warner, uh, Fred Warner, and Oren Burks uh, in the game, and Oren Burks is no Trey Greenlaw. Like, like let's be honest here, it's like he's not that same uh, other half to Fred Warner. Like they are not uh, without Trey Greenlaw. I mean, sure, Fred Warner is like flying all over the place, but he need he also needs that other uh, sidekick to him, you know, and that's Trey Greenlaw, that physical, emotional uh, sidekick that is Greenlaw. So, it was a 16-0 game. The, the Niners' defense at least limited them to another field goal. Uh, but the Niners, you know, they had about over five minutes left to go in the game. They had they had an opportunity to go and potentially win this game. Milk it all the way down to the nitty-gritty. That's all they had to do. And they were almost there. They were almost there, man. They milked the clock all the way down that they could, even to the two-minute warning. And they were staring at a third and four. A third and four. And they elected to throw it. They elected to throw it, and the Chiefs blitzed blitzed Brock Purdy, and that forced him to throw it incomplete, and then it was fourth down. With a minute 53 to go, Jake Moody at least made the field goal, but it's just like, you know, maybe he could have ran something you could have ran a a side pass to Christian McCaffrey um, instead, but no, um, they blitzed you. You know, you could have threw a sidearm to uh, McCaffrey or sidearm to uh, Kittle. I don't know, something to convert the first down, but no, we had to sell for uh, a field goal. Um, and then, and then you have the Chiefs marching down, and they were very lucky. They were very fortunate. Um, that they were able to hold the Chiefs to 
another field goal because, oh boy, they made it really stressful. They made it really heart-inducing to have a sit there with, with Mahomes controlling the clock like he always did to the Ravens, like he did to the Bills for the last two years in the playoffs. Uh, like, last two or three years in the playoffs, sorry. But it's just like playing and toying with all the emotions of the Niners fans and, of course, their fans. But it's just like, this is painful to watch. This is painful to watch. It's just like, they, they just needed to stop. But then, of course, they're in easy Butker field goal range. So they go to overtime. The first over overtime game um, since that Super Bowl 51 game with the Patriots and the Falcons. And then this is the actual first overtime game with the new um, overtime rules um, that were implemented after that Chiefs-Bills game um, in 2021, where now each team gets a chance to possess the ball, even if the the first team that won the coin toss scored a touchdown. So each team would get a fair opportunity to go and score um, a touchdown. So the 49ers um, got... Uh, got the uh, won the coin toss and they elected to receive, and some people were questioning like why they um why why they um elect to receive why didn't they defer it and it's 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 tacky it's very tacky because if these overtime rules weren't new overtime rules weren't in effect um yeah I mean sure it would have been fair that they they go and they go and and score right away. But and now that these new overtime rules are in effect, some people are saying, "Oh, they should, they should have kept, they should have received it, they should have deferred it." So, um, but their defense doing okay, all right, they're still they're still doing good. But then, at the same time, it's like the defense was almost nearly gave up a fucking <laughs> touchdown um, to end regulation, and it's just like, well, here we go again. So anyway, San Francisco um, got first to start overtime and. Christian McCaffrey really took over uh, once they got past midfield. And Brock Purdy threw a key third down conversion to keep the drive alive. But unfortunately, once they got into the red zone, um, yet again, two plays later on third down, Chris Jones disrupted a potential touchdown from Purdy to Jennings. Like, that was a bucket right there. That was a bucket right there. Um, And yet, nothing. Nothing. Like, I don't know what happened on that play. Like, I, I kind of blanked on that, to be honest with you. But looking back on it, either George Kittle was supposed to block Chris Jones or Purdy was supposed to check it down to Kittle to convert the, the first down. I don't know what happened there. Like, I, I let's be honest here. I really don't know what happened. But that should have been a touchdown. That should have been a touchdown regardless or it should have been a first down. Either way, you cannot ha- let that happen. You absolutely cannot let that happen. Or let's be honest here. They shouldn't have dialed that up in the first place. Like I said, with some of these third downs that they were in, that these third downs that we were in, you should have gave it to the best player of the game. Um, and that was either to Christian McCaffrey or let's be honest here, Jawan Jennings. Jawan Jennings was the unsung hero of the 49ers because he was throwing these trick plays and he was getting getting open uh, for Brock Purdy when you had Debo um, and George Kittle and sometimes Ayuk too, like disappearing, becoming disappearing acts. 
And yet Jennings was out here making catches for the catches of his life, the conversions of his life out here, trying to um, help the Niners get in scoring position. And yet here they were in a third down, in a third and four situation near near the end zone. Could have got seven, but nope. Uh, didn't get it. And they were limited to three. Nick Moody makes the field goal. And now you gave the Chiefs a chance to win it with the touchdown. And sadly, uh, for Niners fans out there, you know how the story goes. You know how it went. Despite, despite the Chiefs being on their last chance fourth down, like early in that, in their first overtime drive, they convert it. Mahomes converts the first, the, the first down, and they march right, uh, right down near the goal line, and it was slow, methodical, but that's exactly what the Chiefs had you feeling. They, they wanted you to feel that this is going to be inevitable. This is going to be slow. They're going to make it feel painful. They're gonna make uh, they're gonna make you feel like our bitch. And that's exactly what uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes did once again to the San Francisco 49ers. They stabbed the knife in the 49ers' heart yet again. Mahomes threw it wide open, 10 yards out to McCole Hardman for their second straight Super Bowl title. 25-22 in overtime. And the Chiefs are back-to-back champions. And the Niners' never-ending story for the quest for six continues. It's like, this close. We always come this close and never, never, never capitalize. And I know some of you say, oh, we'll get there eventually. When? When is eventually? It's like, we had two great opportunities. Like, two. Two great opportunities, yet we had 10-point 10, 10 leads at one point in, this, in Super Bowl 54. It was in the fourth quarter. Blown. And then in this game, in this game against the Chiefs, um, in the third quarter, blown. And then in overtime in the, of this game, we could have uh, scored a touchdown. Uh, and instead, what happened there? What happened in that one? Um... Let's see. Chris Jones gets unblocked and Purdy forced to overthrow it. Like, like I, do, I really don't understand what happened in this game. It's like, what, what went wrong in this game? Well, my initial thinking is there's at least five reasons. There's five reasons why San Francisco lost this game. And I look at Kyle Shanahan. Yes, I did not, you know, I don't know. I feel like this is the least amount of criticism I've given Kyle Shanahan um, this this whole 2023 season, where I've criticized him a whole lot when I started initially covering um, my San Francisco 49ers in 2021, and then I've given my flack to Shanahan in 2022 to some degree, and, well, I've given him very little. I feel like I've given him very little um, this year because, you know, the Niners were doing so well. I mean, yes, they've had some their flaws, but I feel like you know the offense was playing uh, well, so lights out with Purdy. Um, he was finally having the offense to their full potential, um, both in the regular season and he pulled up some good playoff uh, wins. But 
they abandoned what made them so good in the in the, in the season, especially considering the fact that Kyle Shanahan in the second half he abandoned the run. Where where's the running game? Um, way too often. Like in in the third quarter, he he started the third quarter by having Brock Purdy throw it three straight times. Like you, you where's where's Christian McCaffrey? It's like you use your best weapon. Like don't get like you. He was getting too cute. He was trying to make Brock Purdy be the hero of this story. I mean, it it, it was clear. It is clear that yes, Brock Purdy was playing playing very solid, but it was just like, you know, McCaffrey's the tone setter. Uh, Christian McCaffrey is the tone setter of this game, of this offense. Yet, despite him doing so well, you abandoned it. And even Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, too, was actually doing pretty well for himself in the limited amount of time that he was playing. And for as injury-prone that he is, he actually has had a a, a good had some good success in the limited amount of time he's played. So I'm just wondering, like, why did Kyle Shannon uh, um, ditch the thing that has, has succeeded this team during this game? Like, why? Why, why, why? And then, of course, the thing that uh, changed the game in favor of the Chiefs, um, and sure, the Niners were able to bounce back from that, um, but the thing that really changed the, the game in favor of the Chiefs was that special teams gaffe. Um, Daryl Luter, um, having, uh, the ball bounce off his foot on that punt, it really changed the tide. It really gave the Chiefs a spark to stay alive in this game because I feel like, you know, the special teams has been a kind of a gaffe, um, this season. I feel like the commu- there's been some miscommunication, um, between, uh, certain, certain folks and there's been some issues, um, with, like whether it's the field goal unit or like um, the back end of the punting unit, but it really showed um, in this game because I don't know, man, that that special teams gap was just like backbreaking. It really um, gave the Chiefs some ammunition to really to really start punching on the Niners in the mouth and and change the tide in this game. And then also they didn't get enough of their stars. Like where was uh where was George Kittle especially like for Nearly, like, n- nearly most of the game, one target, no no catches, zero yards. Are you kidding me? It's like, like, I get it. It's like, maybe he's being blocked somewhere. Maybe he's being covered. But it's like, you have to dial him in. You have to, um, you have to figure out how to implement it. Try to get him more involved in the game plan. If you notice that he, he can't get, he can't get uh, involved, he can't get, uncovered or you can't get uh if you can't get um i don't know what's the right word for it if he can't get more uh target if he can't get more involved then find a way to get him involved dial up uh something for brock purdy to get george kittle some um some action because there was nothing there was barely anything for george kittle um in this game he was a disappearing act and Debo Samuel, yes, he did have his moments, but it is a good amount of it was negative, uh, m- margin negative. Brandon Ayuk, yes, he did have uh, some moments. He he was key in getting uh, the 49ers first downs, like good mar- uh, marginal um, net positive yards. But 
there was a reason, a big reason why Juwan Jennings and Kyle Yushek, the fullback, had to step up um, in key situations. And that was because the top stars and Debo, George Kittle, and to some de- to a little degree, Brandon Ayuk, they didn't step, they didn't show up. They did not show up in this game. That's very disappointing. That is I hate to say it, it's very disappointing to see. It really is. And then another thing, the the offensive line. I said I knew this was going to be a problem. I knew this was going to be a problem uh, going into this game, and it's been a problem all season long. Let's be honest here. But on key downs, like sure, like going. I'm sorry, retract that. You know, it they, they they did well. They did well at points throughout this game, especially considering that the the Chiefs didn't have uh they didn't have their edge rusher Charles Omenahu because. He tore his ACL uh, two weeks prior in Baltimore, um, you know. But they still had Chris Jones at defensive tackle and George Kalaftis at the other edge position. But you know, the offensive line, you know, uh, outside of Trent Williams, you know, they were still holding their own. But on the key downs, they they were caving in. They were caving in, especially like on that go ahead touchdown that left Chris Jones unblocked. And there were points where Brock Purdy just had to make. A lot of un, uh, a lot of pressure induced throws. It's just like, you know, overall they, they couldn't keep their quarterback cool, collected, and away from the pressure. And speaking of which, it's like Brock Purdy. You know, I'm not sure uh, wh- why he didn't run out of the pocket more when he noticed this pressure. When he noticed a lot of this pressure, like where was where was that? He only did it like once or twice. So it's just like, you know, that the offensive line is failing you. It's like used your legs. You had to use your legs in this game. I mean, Brock Purdy is not is not it wasn't going to be immune to criticism as well. I mean, he played a, a very solid game here as well, but he he, he wasn't going to be immune to this criticism. So anyway, um, the, this defense it also eventually caved in once they were unable to um, apply any more pressure to Patrick Mahomes in the offensive line, and they also lost Drake Greenlaw. That Drake Greenlaw injury um, really affected them. It's like they were unable to uh, contain Travis Kelsey on the chunk plays any any further. Um, they were still at least able to stop the run, so that's something. But it's just like on the chunk plays that uh, they were able to limit first downs. Nowhere, nowhere to be seen. So, just a very uh, disappointing. It's just it just got, it just sucks. It just absolutely sucks for. Um, the 49ers because it was there. It was there in their grass. And yet they once again let it slip away. It's like, you know, the, the Chiefs are literally like, you know, Solisicoa. I don't know. Are they Solisicoa? You know, there's like Samoan spiking uh, Cody Rhodes in the main event of WrestleMania last year. Um, and who's the Roman Reigns? No, no, no. I don't know. Is, you know, Patrick Holmes, Roman Reigns, and then the, the Brock Purdy's, uh, Cody Rhodes, and then, I don't know, is Andy Reid or, like, Chris Jones, Sol Sokoa, and then someone Spike, uh, <laughs> Cody, Ro- uh, Cody Rhodes slash Brock Purdy? I don't know. Either way, this is just, like, this sucks. It, it At least, you know, talking about it makes me feel a little bit better. It's just, like, we always get so close, and yet we they can never seem to figure it out. They can never seem to, quote-unquote, finish the story, finish the quest for six. It's the hashtag never-ending story for San Francisco. 
you know, the more things change, the more they, they stay the same. Speaking of staying the same, you know, the Chiefs got their wish. They became back-to-back Super Bowl champions for the first time since the 2003-2004 Patriots. And I know people want to say, oh, it's scripted. Um, they, the Chiefs uh, didn't, get, uh, didn't get called for holding. Oh, they did it for Taylor Swift and all that. I mean, yeah, they got their wish. The NFL got their wish of a Taylor Swift Super Bowl win. So, good congratulations, NFL. You got um, your off-season storyline that's going to happen for the next seven months until people get tired of uh, you shoving it down their asses. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that um, they didn't deserve it um, because, you know, they outplayed um, they outplayed the 49ers in the fourth in once again, the fourth quarter and overtime. But, you know, their dink, their check down, their chunk play, um, their new style of play has worked for them. It served them well. Um, it has gotten to this point yet again of winning another title and. The 49ers, it, they were just unable to stop it on key downs in the fourth quarter in on their overtime winning drive. It's just like, yeah, they're just always hard to stop. You know, Mahomes, you know, he not he doesn't have that downfield receiving threat that he's had for what, for two seasons now. Um, but hey, he validated for the second straight year that hey, he's not a one trick pony. He, yeah, he'll he'll throw it deep uh, once in a while, but. He's a more balanced quarterback now. So, I mean, not going to complain. <laughs> I mean, I actually, sorry, I take that back. Yeah, I complained a lot, but it's just like, um, hey, the Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions. But, of course, it has to come at the cost of my San Francisco 49ers, who, again, can't finish the story. Who can't finish the job. But, you know, I guess congratulations to the Chiefs. So now... We look ahead to the offseason uh, for both of these teams. Um, a little offseason preview, a little um, early preview to my 2023 NFL season recaps um, that are coming soon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, for my San Francisco 49ers, uh, they really got to figure this out. Like, they really have to figure this out because they got to get back to this point <laughs> if they can and win it. It's they they they've been on this they've been on this track for what is it gonna be their seventh year now, and they've been here twice and they can't do it. They 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 always can't capitalize. They've had a double digit lead in both of these games these kind of games, and they let it slip away. And it's what's even worse, this second time around, is that they've lost it in an even more agonizing fashion, overtime. Overtime against the Chiefs in a game that they were dominating for a good three-fourths of the game. And then they let them catch up once again. And then they blew their load in overtime. <sighs> the never-ending story of San Francisco. And I feel like this is the, the, probably their best shot to get uh, several key guys a, uh, a championship. Because you know for San Francisco, this, this offseason is going to be tough to navigate. Um, with the, the likes of Chase Young, Tashawn Gibson, Oren Burks, Clinton Farrell, uh, Javon Kinlaw on defense, and then receiver Jawan Jennings, they're all slated to be free agents. I mean, sure, some people are saying, "Oh, those names are not um, are not uh, pressing," but you know, when you think about it, um, you know, those death pieces do add up. And yet, the Niners, 
they have very little cap space to work with unless, you know, the new the new salary cap increases their load. Because when you think about it, the larger part of the contract extensions of the likes of Nick Boza, George Kittle, I think Fred Warner, um, they have the big fat contracts, like the larger part of it, they start kicking in. So <laughs> that's going to eat some of their, that's going to eat a large part of their salary cap. And then you also have Javon Gargrave's big fat contract. But, you know, you're fortunate that you have Brock Purdy and Brandon Ayuk on on rookie scale contracts. And you're also considering um, if you're going to extend Brandon Ayuk as well. But the main point, the main priority of your offseason should be focused on that offensive line. Uh, because it has been dreadful for the last two years. You need to fix that shit. A good half of this draft, uh, draft picks and your free agency should be focused on Fixing the offensive line. I want to see a new center, a new quality center. I want to see a new right guard and a new right tackle. And I don't know. I'm The jury's still out on Aaron Banks. I think, yeah, he had a down year, but I think he could be better. But maybe some depth could be used behind him. But either way, there needs to be a changeup in the offensive line. Because if you want to keep Purdy around long term, if you want to, Prove if he wants to prove that he can still be the man, then you need to protect that damn investment. You need to protect his ass, and that starts with the offensive line. Start with center. Start with guard. Start a tackle, um, because you know Trent Williams can't do everything. You know, he cannot. So they need to retool this off season because it's not going to get any easier once the new season rolls around. There's new there's new NFC teams on the rise: the Lions, the Packers. Um, you always have the Cowboys lurking, the Eagles lurking. So, yeah, it's not going to get any easier for San Francisco, um, especially because you know you lost the Super Bowl yet again. And remember the, the last time uh, <laughs> the Niners lost the Super Bowl uh, after uh, in the following season? Yeah, you know that Super Bowl losers curse uh, still lurks large. I'm just saying, you better you better find a way to overcome that too. Meanwhile, for Kansas City, um, you know, they get their time to celebrate being repeat champions yet again. They get their parade and all that. Um, you know, Taylor Swift even gets to enjoy one. Whoopee. After that, they'll get back to work. Trying to make it three for three. A three-peat. Something that's never been done before in the NFL. But considering it's the Chiefs and how weak the rest of the NFL actually is, anything anything is possible. Um, anything's possible with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, as terms of what they need to do in the offseason, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, not really too much um, to to re, to retool, um, address. But same thing as last year, I do think they need to consider finding another receiver for Patrick Mahomes, um, especially you know now considering that you have emerging top option, Rashi Rice. He could be um, a emerging receiver in going to year two. Um, and also take the load some also take the load off of Travis Kelsey as well. Because you don't want to go into uh, another year of Patrick Mahomes always having to rely on not just Travis Kelsey, but a bunch of receivers that you can't trust. So go and get another receiver for Patrick Mahomes. Um, try to make a tandem with Kelsey, Rice, and wherever you get, whether it be in the draft or in free agency. So overall, I mean, this NFL season, you know, some people say it's predictable. Uh, the NFL scripted it this way. I mean, there were some nice moments here and there. I mean, it was a 
I'd say it's a, a, a very, very solid season. Some unpredictability um, here and there. I mean, obviously for me, not not the way I wanted it to end uh, for my for my team. But, well, here we are. Like I said, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And, yeah, the Chiefs still remain your uh, Super Bowl champions. Will anyone dethrone them? Well, you'll just have to find out in September when they open up the season yet again. So, anyway, that was my recap, my therapy talk of Super Bowl uh, 58 uh, as the Chiefs down the Niners. 25 to 22 in overtime and they are repeat champions back-to-back super bowl champions and for my niners fans uh, it's gonna be a long off season and a kind of short one too because yeah they only have a couple months to uh, think about this one and get back to work yeah so yeah let's talk about it in the comments <laughs> on youtube and you you know send me your messages on on Instagram or on X, I'm at Very Cold Lasagna. If you want to hash it out, get your feelings out. Um, you know, and Chiefs fans too. You know, don't also don't be fret uh, by you know me being a Niners fan. You know, you can also send me your ha ha has or you know you let you GGs. Um, you know, I'm cool too with that. But in the end, it's a never-ending story for San Francisco. Never ending. We can never get it done until. Something, something, I don't know. Something's got to change. Something has to be addressed. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. But until then, that is it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna. I am your host, Dylan Lasagna. Thank you for tuning into this uh, episode, episode number 184 of this icy yet spicy sports podcast. Um, this offseason is going to be an interesting one. Not just for um, the NFL. Not just for wrestling, but, you know, I got some stuff to, to do as well. But stay tuned to Very Cold Lasagna because we at least are going to try to do some things um, for the next uh, couple of weeks, months, etc. You just have to stay tuned to find out. But anyway, until then, get that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of sports. And until the next one, peace out. <laughs>